Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. My name is Spencer Hall. One of our guests tonight is Ryan Nanny. I want to start with a question for him, which is this. Hey, um, are, are, are Wisconsin and Nebraska going to play a football game this weekend? Because right now it is 9.22 p.m. Eastern on October 27th. And that answer might change by 9.24 p.m. But right now, are, are they playing a game, Ryan? Um, all right, so I'm going to do the responsible thing and, uh, and look on Twitter. And I'm just putting in Wisconsin-Nebraska football. The first result I get, or one of the first results, um, says, Regarding the likely cancellation of the Husker-Wisconsin game, Nebraska football parents can overrule the doctors, right? They can file a lawsuit forcing the game to be played. Um, so I think as of now, I feel comfortable saying that it is scheduled to be played and they don't know what's going to happen right now. And they will probably, if I had to guess, they probably won't decide until what, like Thursday? That feel right? Yeah. That feel like waiting as long as possible? That feels about right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, as of now, Nebraska-Wisconsin is happening, even though Wisconsin is without 
Jack Cohn, who should have been the starter entering this year because he had, I think, leg surgery a couple weeks ago. They knew he was going to be out. Um, number two and number three on the depth chart have tested positive for uh, COVID. I don't know if that's official. Graham Mertz was the starter for week one against who they play, Illinois. He carved him up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, if there is a game, the honor of quarterbacking Wisconsin football falls to a, a man, a young man, a junior, out of Kimberly, Wisconsin, 6'5", 207 pounds, Danny Vandenboom. DJ Vandenboom. DJ Vandenboom. DJ Vandenboom. Coming soon. Dandenboom. Vanny Dandenboom. Vanny Vandenboom? It's a great DJ name for a youth hostel. Danny Bandon Dunes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who's starting. Danny Vandenboom. Could you read off uh, Danny Vandenboom's height and weight again sure. for me, yeah. please? 6'5", uh, 207 pounds. That's, that's not much weight stretched over a whole lot of Danny Vandenboom. No. That's like one of my legs. That's like pounds per inch. Uh, for for Vandenboom here, it's not looking not looking real football like. No, it's not if, looking great. No, this is this is a this is a very skinny Christmas tree we're looking at here. Oh, it just needs a little love, Charlie Brown. <laughs> well, fortunately, he's in Wisconsin, so if he wants to gain weight, it can happen. You, you would think that, but they have Wisconsin's Wisconsin site has like his his numbers over the year. He came in at one ninety seven. He jumped up to 212, and then he dropped to 207, where he has remained for the last two years. Do they list weights on, on Wisconsin's death chart? Um, if you, yeah, you have to go. So, so it's interesting. It's under, for, for Mr. Vandenboom, it's under his historical player information. It's just four identical photos of him, his number, and his height and weight over the, over the years that he's been in the program. I, that doesn't. Do they just not put it on the short form because they don't want other programs to feel bad about being so, so, like, tiny? Um, <clears throat> no. I mean, they 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 have all the, they have it everywhere else. You can find it. The, um, <clears throat> yeah. You can you can you can even sort by big boy if you want. The the there's a there's a O lineman named Josh Seltzner who's six four three twenty seven. So that means that Danny Vandenboom could, I don't know if Josh is a starter or not, could be protected by an O-lineman who he is slightly taller than and 120 pounds lighter than. Hey, you'll be able to see rushers over That's true. That's true. That's, you know what? That's a huge weight differential. It is not the greatest weight differential that you will find. No. No, 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 no. Not, Not at all, because there are... There are yet bigger boys on the line at Wisconsin because, man, you just got to. This, I the the sheer amount of like honestly the sheer amount of of calories that you have to pile into the Wisconsin offensive line, it gets impressive even in terms of our expected knowledge of the size of an offensive line. Like it's just at this point, it's a tremendous amount of food for anyone. To just keep that weight 
much less stay there. Uh, <coughs> do, do I hear? Do I hear a Jason Kirk in the wilds of, of Kennesaw, Georgia? Uh, I am near the beach at this time, but uh, yeah, hello. I'm, yeah, uh, don't divulge. Don't divulge your exact location. That's. I'm east that's, of Jacksonville, to be quite frank, which is an exciting ocean. place to be. I'm here. I'm here You're to prepare. In the ocean. I'm the advance army that uh, sent down by Kirby Smart to secure a, literally a beachfront for the dogs for. Uh, is that a couple weeks from now? Is it next week? No, it's like... Something like that. I don't anyway. know. Maybe it is next week. I'm it here. I'm here, Kirby. <laughs> Sit- situation secure. Make sure you're, in other words, they're, they're actually focusing on the ground game. That's good. I mean, what else would Georgia focus on? <laughs> they, <laughs> this, they don't look up. <laughs> I've learned more fourth-string quarterback names. Um... Uh, Jason, do you have a favorite fourth-string quarterback of all time? <laughs> Man, where to begin? Where to begin? God. Because <laughs> uh, mine before this was a friend of the show, Nate Tice, who also played for Wisconsin, and who today, when he found out the Danny Vandeboom news, tweeted out, It's Nate Tice depth chart levels time, baby! <laughs> About himself! And included a clip of him scoring a TD. At Wisconsin. Now, when you are the fourth-string quarterback, the offensive lineman gets very excited and headbutts you. How long did Nate feel this? For a week! That's what happens when you're the fourth-stringer and you score a TD. They celebrate and inadvertently, like, you know, strain several vertebrae in your neck in the process. Um, We also jumped over the third-stringer, who's also reportedly out with uh, a positive COVID test. Oh, at this point, I think we just assumed. Fair is uh, a sophomore quarterback by the name of Chase Wolf. Oh, a name and a simple sentence. <laughs> a name we and a it. simple sentence. That's right. That's right. Chase Wolf. Does he pass the UGA test for quarterbacks? Yes, because he would be Wolf, Wolf Chase. Wolf Chase? Which that, would is make... veer- that is veering into God, that's like... a Georgia subdivision. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's exactly what I was going to say. That is a Franklin, Tennessee subdivision, the right? Cha- yeah, no, in Franklin, was... it would be the Chase at Wolf. We just... <laughs> We just wrong. bought in Wolf Chase. You know, we just wanted something smaller. It's only 3,800 square feet. You know, the, it's the more manageable for our it's, family. It's, it's a better area, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It is. It's safer. And, you know, it's only got a community pool, which is not what we wanted. But <laughs> not like everybody in the community. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> who's, going, who's going? I'm just asking, who's allowed in this pool? <laughs> I just want to feel safe. Chase Wolf. <laughs> Chase Wolf, the Wolf third Chase is, uh, Chase Wolf is also a good like '80s uh, action television. Program. Yes, <laughs> Chase Wolf. Chase Wolf wins steak. <laughs> Boy, that would be a good minor league baseball promotion. All right, we're gonna release the wolf. The first kid to catch him wins a steak. Yeah, and if you fight him, you'll die. That's your prize. Only people from one church out there to chase the wolf in the in the ground floor of this this stadium or arena. Let's say, if we just circle the wolf and pray, he'll hear our prayers. Try it. (laughs) Wolves love that. Um, Do you have a game from the week to come that you're like, yeah, that's 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 the business right there. I got. I got one because it suddenly got real interesting after this week. 
Uh, Michigan is favored by 25 points over Michigan State. Traditionally, that has been an excellent position for Michigan to be in. Um, Michigan State coming in off a very normal loss to Rutgers. Nothing weird about the box score. Nothing you know deceptive about that mm-hmm. box score. All very replicable. Um, you tend to have a nine turnover game. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you come in to face a team that just beat up on a team that was missing, what, was like five starters, something like that? Yep. Um, and that, that number's looking a little lofty. So yeah, Also, I, I will say this, 25 points, that's disrespect right there. Does that work now that Mark D'Antonio's not the coach anymore? I think like, so. I okay. just think it's in their DNA. I think anytime you only have two colors and one of them is white, you just feel like the poor university, right? Like when one <laughs> of your couldn't col- afford nice uniforms, right? When one of your colors is leave it blank, right? I, I think I you're perpetually going to feel I disrespected. I got to disagree with that. I feel like Michigan state and I hate to say this Penn state have some of like the best looking uniforms in college football. I always think Michigan state kind of has that utility. And you know, I feel this sincerely because I wouldn't compliment these teams. <laughs> I feel like Penn State's always phoning in in the uniform department because they're like, yeah, the helmet, it's just white. Didn't put anything on there. I think with Michigan State, it's like, sure, it looks nice, but in their minds, it's um, almost an, an attacking defensive kind of thing. Like, well, oh, you, you think our uniform sucks, don't you? You know, It's like, no, no, you, you, guys look, you guys look pretty cool. Oh, yeah, they think we're poor, you know. So, like, it's, it's, I think it's intentionally cutting down the number of colors so that you can – complain about people who think you don't have enough colors mm. michigan Mich- state is generating enough angst to cover the 25 is what i'm Mi- saying M- michigan state is just the most irritating significant other of a program right like oh honey listen i love the uniform you think it makes me look fat don't you don't you no no it looks fine the green and the white it's just so it's so clean is that because i'm dirty like just they'd have to just be exhausting Fortunately, you don't have to date Michigan State, which is good because you won't have to put ice on their body after they are beaten black and blue by Michigan. Tell me gonna... about your dates. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's I, what I do on my dates is I, I help everyone recover from the bar brawl we've gotten into. That's it. Just go ahead. Fill the bathtub with ice because it was a really I crazy mean, night out. That is how Indiana Jones forms most of his meaningful relationships so. you know Jameer jones more like more trash neck right he's more hillbilly oh, he's, than we... he's definitely a michigan state grad 100 <laughs> percent. is the secret that indiana jones actually doesn't know math because i know he knows like five dead languages but like i think there's a real strong case to be made for indiana jones has no understanding of science or math yeah i think that's possible and he's like, like and he's like what's history for for getting dirty Mostly for getting dirty. I mean, frankly, I think part of you at least has to be half stupid to carry a bullwhip as your primary weapon. It's so unpredictable, and you can't use it at close range. You're like, listen, I'm deadly. Just get 20 feet away from me. I love Castlevania. You'll never take it away from me. Indiana Jones is from, do we know this? No. He's from Princeton. Wow. A tiger. He's false claiming Indiana. The The Michigan State of the Ivy League. So he has a so PhD. He has a PhD from University of Chicago. Ah. So okay. he has well, two schools that used to be in the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, based on other graduates at the University of Chicago, I know 
they don't know math either. So this is really Princeton, the math not required. They only hire mathematicians, right? They went and got Einstein. Einstein didn't go to Princeton. He had to move there, mm-hmm. right? So they went and bought some mathematicians. Then he went to the University of Chicago, and he's just like, yeah, they can't do math at all. So, yeah, I'm buying this, right? Because well, Indiana yeah. Jones is perpetually doing things like, I'm, I'm going to swim to that submarine, and it'll be fine. <laughs> He now teaches at the supposedly fictional Barnett College in Fairfield, New York. Well, that's okay. Syracuse. That is- <laughs> there we have it. That's why he's so angry and carries a bullwhip. He's like, I God, lived through the uh, Scott shape for years. How? Why do I? Why am I teaching at a basketball school? Oh my God! The population of Fairfield, New York, is sixteen hundred. Wow. <laughs> we got Indy out, out, out to the dead center of New York. That like. Doesn't that kind of reveal that he's a shitty professor? Yeah, you're at yeah. the... Like, I mean, he would be a shitty and, professor. And, and, and if memory serves, he's not like, oh, he's not like, oh, you know, I teach like, um, you know, master's students or students getting... He's teaching like intro to ancient history. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you're 18 and you're here because your parents didn't want you to go off to war. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you about ancient Samaria. Pay attention or I'll bullwhip you. It's legal in this time. The I mean, 1980s. Yeah. Yeah, the 19. <laughs> it's crazy how legal bullwhipping was back then. Yeah. Um, I I wanted, to, by the way, his absenteeism rate, it's got to be crazy. That's why he's teaching all the intro classes, right? They're like, <laughs> you know, he's thinking, oh, I really want to do that whole thing on, on Sumerian pottery. And they're like, yeah, listen, bro. Uh, the TA had to pick that up, and we just hired him as an adjunct. You're back on intro, dude. And he's like, ah, I'm in a village of 1,600 upstate New Yorkers. I can't stand this. I got to go run to New Delhi. <laughs> you should also know the professor keeps a gun on him a lot. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and he's probably had sex, inappropriate sex, <laughs> with many of his students. On study abroad, we saw the professor shoot a swordsman just in the middle of the street for no reason. It's yeah, fucking rad. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's strongly implied he has sex with students. He had sex with a Nazi. <laughs> Did we mention how he had sex with a Nazi? Yeah, that's true. He's like actually a national security risk. Also, same dude who had an affair with the dad. It's creepy. So he's creepy. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hang on, hang on. Run that back. <laughs> same dude. <laughs> Same dude. Same dude. Did, right. what, what was the what was the verb? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we we need to rephrase that. Or do okay. we, buddy? We've talked about action verbs. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Indiana oh. Jones and the temple of his dad. And the temple of, and the weird Nazi orgy. All I'm saying, it's real creepy that Indiana Jones's dad is like, oh, that girl. <laughs> Let me tell you something about her. It, not when it's Sean Connery, though. No, it's still creepy. It's grosser. No, it's it's not. Sean Connery's it, gross. It makes more sense, though. It makes. <laughs> it is more. It is both more plausible and equally gross. Right. <laughs> yeah. That that he's just playing Sean Connery there, like oh her. Yeah. Like, uh, that that Sean did, Connery will just tell you he had sex with a woman, even if he did, didn't. Like, of course. <laughs> did anyone see the 2008 Indiana Jones? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, reading the wiki. God damn it. Damn, they Listen. went through some things on this. I've seen Area 51. Yep. This damn. doesn't even get at the most surprising part of this, which was Kate Blanchett's accent. Which what is, is she? Rus- is she Russian? 
Yes. Ostensibly she, Russian? Okay, she vacillates back and forth between like Catherine Hepburn, Foghorn, right. Leghorn, and this very clipped British colonialist Russian accent. So it's like, Das Vidanya, Dr. Jones. It's <laughs> batshit. That's Borat. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. It's not. Yeah. I can't prove it's not Borat. That's my husband. <laughs> Get in fridge. It's, we like survive. It, it's like she memorized how to say each word in a Russian accent, and all they told her was just say these words in this order. And it's like you will help us find it. <laughs> also, she hangs See. out with Woody Allen, so you know, fuck her. Yeah, it's that's... got psychic aliens. Yeah. It's, it's big got Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it's yeah, got that, that's, that's way down the list of atrocities. Uh, he does open the movie by hiding out from a nuclear explosion inside a refrigerator, yep. which he then opens from the inside, which I'm sure all parents were happy to see their children learn is a thing To be that fair, you can do. it is a much funnier movie if he survives the nuclear explosion but dies because he's locked inside a fridge. Or what if he's mm-hmm. just in there? What if it's just two hours of him... That's how that would have been a way funnier the movie. Disrespect. Oh, I'm messing the Spartans game right now. God I, would, I would bet you Shia LaBeouf pitched that as the whole plot. It's like, sure. what if I'm just in the fridge for like two hours, man? And it's just me, you know, going through it. And Spielberg's like, I need the weed you're smoking because it's, it's the good stuff. It's super I like powerful. this note on um, Indiana Jones 4. Uh, Harrison Ford apparently refused to dye, to have his hair dyed. He wanted to keep his gray hair in this because um, he said, you know, it wanted to be like age positive or whatever. Like, come on, dude. We know you didn't want to like show up five minutes early. Yeah. Just <laughs> to <laughs> set, you know, like it's, it's Harrison Ford. He, he'll, he will be paid for the time he clocks in and then he will clock out. 70% like, of the scenes will be seated. No. Don't, don't make me fly this plane into the set, because I'll do it. I'll twice. <laughs> yeah, don't. I'll just fly to the set. Don't do that, Harrison. Don't. Uh, it's got back? a flying saucer. I respect yeah. him for crashing. Like, he crashed a plane onto a golf course, which to me, that's like... He's crashed like six planes, yeah, he's and America crashed. still thinks it's charming. He's crashed multiple planes. Uh, listen, I... I guarantee you the FAA does not find that charming. Very um, serious people. I don't care how charming they find it. They have not affected his behavior in the slightest. Yeah, that's which true. Which tells you... me that more than a few of them find it charming. Shouldn't somebody be taking away his pilot's license at this point? I mean, it seems pretty easy to keep somebody out of a plane. And yet... Right? <laughs> He's wily. And yet, although although that's literally not even true of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is constantly grabbing planes he's not supposed to grab. Aren't all of Harrison Ford's characters constantly stealing aerial vehicles? Except U-571. That's <laughs> the last place you'd think to look, isn't it? Could he crash it, though? I bet he could. I that's bet true. surely he did. He crashed he, it, not down, but up. He does do a lot of pilot movies. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> well, remember, he only plays the pilot. That's I right. think, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's about, uh, oh, it's a cheap ride. <laughs> anyway, back to the schedule. Yeah, I was going to say Florida, Missouri. Was actually That's the I'm, one? Yeah. Really? We're going to go from we're going to go from fun Indiana Jones talk to Florida, Missouri. Yeah. 
God, yeah. you suck. You suck. No, you just have a negative so opinion about Florida. Indiana Rutgers. No, it's just the Indiana Rutgers is right on the schedule. The winner will be tied for the lead in the Big Ten East. Wait, wait. Florida doesn't even play Ms. Oh, wait, they do. They do. I thought this they was do. cocktail party week. Okay. No, no. As an, SE, as an SEC honk, no. I have to mention that. As an SEC And would have known it. He's, he's a honk, honk, not they, honk. No, I was I, no, I was trying to get him to make the goose game noise. He actually God. did do that one right. Yeah, I like was training the good, is I, so hard. This is like uh, why, why are you picking Missouri, Florida instead of Arkansas A and M? You better because, have a Georgia at South Carolina level good reason for this. Oh, I can no, I can tell you because one dazzle us. A and M sucks to watch. They really I don't, do. I don't think that's totally true, but okay. You don't fine. have to think it's totally true. Okay. I can't I can't help like Jimbo's like I'm sorry, Jimbo's like watching somebody chew aluminum foil. I have no idea what they're trying to do and everything good they do seems to happen on accident. Which normally I find charming, but in their case I just find plotting and incoherent. You've changed. I've never liked watching Jimbo Fisher ball. <laughs> never. Ever. It's never made sense to me. Dude called the screen on like third and one in 2006 against uh, Florida with LSU. And I was just like, I've given up on this man for life. Nothing. Won a national title. Didn't change my opinion. Hate watching it. You I, know? Think, I think it is important to note here that in the last game for these teams, Jimbo Fisher beat Florida. Hmm, interesting. Oh, it, please. Who hasn't? Like this is a sign of competence. Just Jimbo. Tennessee. Just Jimbo. Well, I think I think oh. that is another further argument for Arkansas A and M, which has Arkansas instead of Mizzou. There's only one possible outcome I'll be happy with in that game. One, and it's not a likely one. Arkansas it really winning. Isn't. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise okay. I'm just otherwise I'm just going to watch a team I like have bad things happen to. Them. Okay. Right, Mizzou, Florida. There's just stuff I don't know, right? Like, I, I don't, like, I, I, this is the one where you go, okay, well, if Florida's going to play any defense, it would be from moving people around and figuring out how to play even a modicum of defense over the past two weeks, right? Which, even then, they were limited in practice because everybody got COVID. So, who knows whether they're going to do that. Also, Mizzou has been very adaptable and actually has, like, a good running game and Connor Basilak's coming along. I don't, there's just a lot of developmental stuff that's like up in the air that I'm really interested to see in this game. That's it. Pretty much know what A&M and Arkansas are going to do. But you don't think like even knowing that it'll be fun? I don't know if A&M plays fun. I just okay. don't. Okay. They're not a particularly fun team, right? I know Florida can be fun, right? Not on defense. Well, not for me. Right. They're right. very fun for everybody else. Um, and Mizzou, I like Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree's an amazing running back, right? I like the fact that Mizzou's managed to stay in two games where at times you're like, I don't know if they're going to make it, man. And they've been they've white-knuckled them and come out on top. They out-Kentucky, Kentucky. What kind of daring What kind of daring do do you want out of a team when Kentucky's like, do less, and Mizzou's like, watch us. You know, <laughs> Eli Drinkwitz is calling all kinds of like weird plays, and yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. Like to me, this is an actually an interesting football game, and I say that with all sincerity. And um, Arkansas, uh, you know, in the third quarter, if if Arkansas is like right there, I'll watch it, like definitely. But I'm not going to sit there and watch, you know, 
boring-ass Jimbo Fisher football grind away at my beloved hogs. Don't say that. Grind that's, away. That's, I heard it. Grind away at my hogs. Okay. Grind away. Jason, you got a game? Uh, Yeah, it was Michigan State, Michigan. Okay. From a while back. <laughs> and then we talked about Indiana Jones. <laughs> then we talked about Indiana Jones for like 15 minutes and my brain died. I love our 30-minute Wednesday night show. Yep. It's, it's great. Tight. Holly, you got a game? Or are we going to move on to our, our question? I will point out that Oklahoma Texas Tech is kicking off at 7 p.m. on Halloween night in Lubbock. Uh, but the game that I am really looking forward to watching because I am a terrible person. The drama's killing me. I actually forgot. <laughs> no, I had it. It was an SEC game. It was? Was it LSU Auburn? Oh, it was not. Wow. Oh no. I, I think I know. For terrible people. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you want I think you want the team that the team that tries less, that does less, that tries to win a game in forty plays. Are you talking about Georgia, Kentucky? Yes, I am. Thank oh, you. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh. You're I'm, a terrible I'm person. I'm staring right at the schedule right now, and I <laughs> still don't see it. Like, the, the internet is arranging itself. Do not want. No, no, it's great. It'll be like burning ants with a magnifying glass that is not actually magnified. It's, it's up high on the schedule where all the good games are. Oh, that's because it's at 11 a.m. Thank you, my, LSUfootball.net. My only hope for that game is that it's over in, like, an hour and 30 minutes. Like, just improbably quick. Um, but if we're doing sickos time, well, Northwestern, <laughs> Northwestern at Iowa is right God damn it. <laughs> I didn't right want to there. say that. I didn't want to say that out loud. Cause I was like, oh, that's too depraved. <laughs> no. Nor- Northwestern at Iowa is right there. Northwestern beat the absolute breaks off of Maryland in week one. <laughs> so, it was like to the point where I'm like, Maryland's not going to win. They're going to go. zero and eight this season. I mean, yeah, so so I am, like, <clears throat> I'm trying to imagine what it will look like if Iowa starts the year with close loss to Purdue, give up 500 yards to Northwestern at home. Anybody looking out for our boys uh, at Indiana to suffer some kind of letdown game at Rutgers? That's just, just iron sharpening iron is what that you is. You can say anything is what I'm learning. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> that would be undefeated Indiana facing undefeated Rutgers. Uh, the Pac-12 also starts playing football this weekend. No, they don't. Nope. I was In trying our- to think of something else interesting that might happen. Hey, uh, Mike Leach and Nick Saban have to share a football field for perhaps <laughs> as many as three hours. <laughs> Do you want to watch receivers be forced to run into telephone no. poles? No. Man, I'm still, I'm still mad about last week, honestly. You put Jalen no. Waddle in against Tennessee – Go watch Boise State Air Force instead. Go watch Ohio State, Penn State, any like Navy, SMU. Don't watch Mississippi State, Alabama. Don't this is this is kind of what got me lost in the schedule because I started going down and scrolling for other games. It is one of the weird effects of this year is that it is so hard to scroll down the list and just pick out at a glance what your personal uh, what your what your personal smorgasbord for the weekend is going to be. Like there is always. The Watch Grid from Jason Kirk via Moon Crew, which you should subscribe to immediately. Uh, many people find it useful, including my own father, who complains when he cannot find it in his inbox. Uh, 
but it's so hard to tell at a glance what teams you want to watch because then you have to go through in your head and scroll through the litany of horrors that each team has visited upon itself and had visited upon it by circumstances this year. And I just don't have the speed for that yet. That's fair. That's reasonable. I did think of one thing. Also, I was just thinking about Bama. You don't have to watch the game to appreciate this. I just want you to think about it. That Mississippi State runs the same place Mike Leach has been running for 25 years now. For time immemorial. Yeah. And guess what Nick Saban had his defensive assistants doing this week anyway? Watching the same, watching 50 hours of film with the same plays over. (laughs) You know, they probably came back like after three hours and go, hey, Nick, man, like, this this looks like the same plays over and over again. Nick's like, go back, keep watching. You know, you're right about one thing. We definitely don't have to watch this game to know that. No, you don't. Y'all, y'all did, but we don't. <laughs> Just know that like 40 Nick Saban assistants and Rand, uh, Rand consultants hired to tell the Alabama football program every possible thing that a team can do ran out of things on Mississippi State about two hours into film watching. I think in Bama they're called Randy consultants. <laughs> the Randy Corporation. Oh, my God, that's our consulting firm. Dibs. That is, um, yeah. Also, un- unranked Texas will try to try to get an upset over number six, Oklahoma State. 2020, it's going great. Yikes. I think yep. if we have a statistical metric, uh, the, the sicko um, metric, <laughs> the, the, uh, the sicko quotient, yeah. LSU-Auburn has got to be high. It's way on up there. First of all, it's it has Auburn, there. all right? It has Auburn, <laughs> period. Auburn. Like, if this Second, is a zero... And then, and then it has LSU. Yeah, if, if, if this is a zero to 100 metric and, like, you know, um, the Bama game is always a zero uh, until Bama loses, then it's 100. But Auburn alone, that's, that's, that's 80 or 90 points. And LSU, we still have no clue what LSU is this year. Um, sure, you beat South Carolina pretty badly. Okay, what does that mean? I don't know, right? Uh, so, so yeah, this this game is going to plumb the depths of the rule book. The ongoing pro Auburn conspiracy in the SEC will surely continue. Whole new <laughs> whole, whole new uh, grievances will be spawned. Tune in on CBS. Yeah, losing, me... losing coach, designated trash, designated yeah. trash for the rest of the year. Cocho mm-hmm. fired at two and three. <laughs> His book with Bruce Feldman comes out, and he loses to Auburn on a PI call. Cancel the, the publication. Week. All copies burned. Yeah, can I can I just put this in, put this little bee in your bonnet? Fourth quarter, Auburn's trailing by a score of twenty-seven to twenty-one. Right, because it has to be that. I was like, yes. "What's the trickiest number? Twenty-seven, yes. twenty-one. Yeah. All right. Twenty-seven, and twenty-two would be even better. Twenty-seven. Okay, it's twenty-seven, <laughs> twenty-two. How did it happen? You know it how matter. it happened. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't know how it happened exactly, but you know why. Yeah. It's twenty-seven, twenty-two. There are thirty-four seconds on the clock, and Bo Nix launches a pass from his own forty-five to like the LSU five it bounces off of three people like I a Harrison it. Ford plane flying through the air <laughs> destination unknown <laughs> control 
Unknown. Get off, get off my field. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wow. If I will say, Bonix should be allowed to take the field with a with a bullwhip. <laughs> he doesn't get to use it. He just gets to have it. I love this effect Bonix has and though. Bonix takes the field with a bullwhip in the egg bowl, and wow, Link Kiffin's gonna or Mike Leach is gonna shoot him. I like. <laughs> I like that you just transferred Bo Nick's Ole Miss. God, I got my bow. I keep putting him in Ole Miss because he's a bow. Right. So firmly is Bo Wallace lodged in my skull. Sure. I'm in Iron Bowl. Anyway, Saban's going to pull out a, a, a purse gun and shoot him. <laughs> Saturday night special. A little Derringer with a pearl handle. No, it's yeah, a, see? To be clear, it's a purse gun and it's Miss Terry's. Sorry. Because she doesn't let him carry one. Don't trust you, Nick. you got anger issues. <laughs> Gotta have a cold heart to carry one of these. That's <laughs> steady aim, brother. Uh, yeah, this is that. That's all I want to see. I want to see some situation where, like, there's something that could theoretically be pass interference on a goal line play, where there's something that could be a call that could go either way, and Auburn's lining up from like the three, and LSU fans are just like, "Oh no, <laughs> it's happening again!" Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Alpha Jesus hates us. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Because they, they know. They know. They've watched the last couple of weeks, man. They're like, oh, it won't happen to me. That happens to Ole Miss. Uh, that- put me down for LSU loses on three-point safety. <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> My, the, the Mark Curlis crew called a three-point safety. <laughs> well, we didn't what? review it. What's a three-point safety, you might say? Well, tune in on Saturday to find out. Albert Jesus lives. <laughs> He's real. And he loves you. Not Especially you, Kyle. You, not you, Kyle. We, we, of course, as always, are sponsored by the one, the only, homefieldapparel.com. Makers of the world's finest collegiate sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, t-shirts, baseball shirts. It's basically things that will will cover your top. They have pants too, but those are not collegiate. And yes, people are screaming to put the sad Yukon dog on the pants, but they won't do it. So please keep tweeting and yelling at the company until they put the sad Yukon dog on the pants or on a pair of comfortable short shorts. That would be fine too. No, we're reserving those for my Uncle Buster's line. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of busted uncles, Mm -hmm. Alabama, next on the list, added to the Homefield family coming to this, the last big new Saturday of season one, I believe. Um, Who's number, Spencer, remind me, who's number one on the big new Saturday standings right now? Oh, that'd be Auburn. Auburn's huh. currently number one on the big new Saturday. And Saturday's stand. Nick's birthday. Huh. You know what you can get him? The That's right. The comfiest cotton apparel, mostly for the upper body, known to human history. That's right. And he's short, so it'll, like, cover, you know. Yeah, you could, you could actually get him, like, 60%. a fetching sheath dress if you get him, like, a, the right kind of fitted shirt. Um. I, anyway, I, have, I, I have not seen the Alabama designs, but I assume that they are like the all the other schools Homefield has. Uh, things you can't find anywhere else. Extremely good looking. Like the kind of good looking where you're like, 
I don't like Alabama and some part of me wants to buy this sweatshirt. That kind of that kind of good looking. And use the offer code fullcast, you save 20% off your first order and you make Nick's Nick Saban's birthday a happier time. There's also kind of. sev- there's also several power-ups that happen when you wear Alabama apparel anyway, not that you're not going to have the existing home field bump to your charisma, persona, strength, and intelligence scores already. But by wearing the Alabama shirt, all no trespassing signs and open container laws, they don't apply to you. Nope. That's true. You can smoke on a plane. Mm Mm-hmm. Light up. Fire it up. Roll tide. I haven't seen the Alabama designs either, but I am looking forward to determining which school, Alabama or Auburn, is wealthier, which will be determined solely by this sales competition. That's true. And therefore better. Yes, yes. And it'll be true forever, no matter who wins. So Annie up. And therefore more SEC. God, I would hate to be not SEC It just means more. More money. More money. More of your money for home field apparel. Give it to them. No pressure. Give it to them. Um, We have a question this week. You can play with it. I want you to mess around with this question a little bit because this is our one question mailbag. The one question mailbag uh, takes the opposite approach to most mailbags. Most mailbags just answer questions willy-nilly. We, we like to settle down. Answer with, questions what? Just just push back. Keep it, moving. Just, just keep moving. I heard it. We all heard it. Willy-nilly. Wow. God, Ryan. It's worse. It's worse. Eat shit. I said that like little. I no, said that I like, just. No, I now knew, I'm mad at Ryan. I knew he was going to say it again, and I didn't want him to. And now look at what's happened. Oh. Yeah, Ryan. <sighs> Fine. Can answer them pell-mell. Stay down, Ryan. Okay. This question comes from Emotional Fescue. It is the only question that we will do this week from the one-question mailbag. Ryan, is that Um, okay with you? I'm staying down. (laughs) At Emotional Fescue asks, how long could you live in a mall at night without anyone finding out? And what would be your strategy for food, shelter, entertainment, and self-preservation maintaining sanity? By the way, it is 2020. Maintaining sanity isn't a parenthetical here before the question mark. I I would like to go ahead and offer a, a slightly looser parameter for this question because um, in a mall... Because we at, decided on the question like 10 minutes ago. We did. Um, also, living in a mall at night, I think, is easier than it used to be, <laughs> frankly, because malls are kind of abandoned, haunted spaces where I think you could probably last a lot longer oh they'd probably um, be happy to have you at this point yeah they probably like, oh my god we got a phantom of the mall that's awesome that's gonna be great for business a phantom of the orange julius come this way yeah so that would i think it was it's easier to do that now and you're probably a good bit more welcome i will say there's fewer supplies in the mall than there used to be so that part might be a little more difficult is you there perhaps a, a a tweak to the rule here to say like uh, accepting 20, 2020, like pretend we're in 2019? Oh, no, I mean like 1990, like when malls were a super thing, right? Because I think this is a great question. I just think you have to expand your understanding of the retail space we're dealing with here, right? So I would say a commercial space, right? Because a mall, mall at night, it's going to be a little easy at this point okay i think there's good bones to this question though because uh 
you know, in the past we've discussed where you would want your, your doomsday spot to be, right? When, when the great hunger strikes, what place would you want to go to? But right now, if you had your spot, and, and I do have an answer to this already, um, what would be your spot where you know you could get some food, get some shelter, entertainment, but there was still going to be a lot of business conducted in said space, right? So you could choose them all if you wanted to. But you could also do a theme park. I think theme park is acceptable for this under retail spaces. Uh, all right. I'm giving you some latitude so you can run with it, okay? I feel like this would have been better if we'd had a couple hours for it. The, no. like, I, don't, I don't know how much world building I can do in the next 45 seconds. Driving range. What did we say last time driving, that we did this? Driving range. We did this. I The last time I remember doing this was when we talked about Tennessee versus Kentucky fans and who was better suited to live above the drop ceiling in a store. Uh, the yeah. answer was Kentucky fans. Actually, it, at it some is. point on this show, we've done like which... Uh, retail Which big box yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. And then yes. before that, we talked about Bass Pro Shops being where we were all going to meet up after civilization collapsed. Yes, but this is without being detected under current circumstances. Okay. So, right. so, so you, so what? okay, so yeah, I will stick with um, driving range. Without being detected. State your case. It's not. It's not. The goal is not to not be detected. It's to not be. Um, ejected from the premises and like you have to really cause some problems to get thrown off a driving range it's not it's easy to get thrown off a golf course but just like a drive and i'm not talking about a driving range attached to a nice golf course i'm talking about a like just driving range where it's like every ball looks like it's been digested through eight hippopotamuses like grungy grody driving range they'll let me stay there and no, they'll never care they'll never care for a minute as long as i'm not causing any problems you can stay in a driving range forever <laughs> so top golf is where you're gonna ride out <laughs> top golf is probably too nice they they might kick me out i was gonna say like you're talking about like the chip and putt Right, you're talking yes. about yes. You're talking about about a place that probably sells beer and firewood seasonally, and, and bait, and where you and can bait? also buy bait. Oh, yes. you said beer and firewood, and now I know where you're talking about. But there's no shelter there except for the firewood shack. No, there's usually some of these some of these driving ranges will have like a little shed, like a little like store area where you go in to like get your bucket of balls or buy a glo- like buy some real basic stuff or get like you know. Um, an almond joy or some shit. It's listen. Okay. I'm this a, I'm is a, not I'm this a, is not luxury living, and I understand that what I'm saying sounds un, like unpleasant. But I just see you living like 80 yards out in the middle of the driving range and getting pelted when you wake up. Right? That would also oh, Jesus. That would also build character. So that's fine with me. But like, listen. At this point in my life, I don't want to have to think about like okay. I have to learn the guards patterns and then I have to hide on top of this toilet for like, I read the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frank Weiler. Great book, but I don't want to live that way. I just want the ease and comfort of that's Ryan. He lives at the driving range. It's cool. How are you going to get food? Are you just going to live off almond joys? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Ryan, what you're going for time. here is, yes. is like lazy metal gear. Yes. Where, where when yes. the guard sees you, there's no exclamation. It's just yeah, a period. It, it's just, <laughs> yes, it's just an ellipsis. Just like, hey, man, you're going to 
Instead good. of blunt, it's like blunt. <laughs> Ryan puts a cardboard box in his head, and they're just like, I don't know, tee up and hit it. Yep. Bonk, yes. bonk, 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 bonk. <laughs> so, so how long do you think you could last living? Seven to I, eight years. <laughs> you're going to look so awful. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's a lot coming from you. <laughs> Your teeth are going to fall out. Yes. I yes. will say almond almond joy is quite the like quite the pick though because you have nuts which are a rich source of nutrition so you <laughs> accidentally buried like a pretty good piece of like survival nutrition inside uh, a diabetes causing <laughs> disaster. I can pull them out if I need to. And also, this is like the Wait, kind of whoa, place whoa, where whoa, whoa, are you whoa, a bear? Whoa, whoa. Are you just are you just pulling no, salmon out of the stream at this point? You can we can't all we can't all be Spencer reader. <laughs> Close your eyes. You can picture the snacks that this driving range offers for sale. It's the obscenely bright orange peanut butter crackers. You see those in your mind, don't you? There's the, lo- the like weirdly long sleeve of peanuts. That's there. Jerky of some sort. Some sort of meat snack. <laughs> Almond Joy. M&M's. Um, probably like, let's go one weird one, like Mamba. Not Starburst. We have Mamba. And then it's like, you know, a bunch of soda and like extremely burnt coffee. It's Are fine. Listen, it's not it none of it's good, but it's low stress. Man, are you just going to like is it just going to look like Ryan Nanny 2021 to 2029? Eight almond joys, check Twitter on my phone. Yep. And then slept. I'm guessing you're sleeping in the office? Yes, that's correct. Is that, <laughs> that is correct. Is this your job now? No. I just live there. I don't have a job. I don't have a family. And that's why if I pull this off, the CIA will come to me and they'll be like, hey, we saw what you did. We like your ability to stay in one place. And we want to put you in this post. Now, Ryan works in digital media. This is probably where he's going to end up living regardless. <laughs> Are you informing on the driving range? No. Okay, you will protect your sources at the yeah, driving range? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, we just don't want you to roll on the driving range now. No, I'm, I, I, listen, man. I, it, this is a mutual deal. It's a it's a anemone clownfish deal mm. here. Like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I lure the golfers. Driving range's got to be able to touch, trust you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I go out in the cardboard box and get pelted to prove my honor, to prove my devotion. <laughs> Okay, yeah, this is a fair deal all around. Yeah. I am I am floored at this. This is this is an amazingly dumb plan. I I like <laughs> I like it. It's simple. What it is is simple, man. Okay? <laughs> it's very fucking simple. I, they're not going to kick me out. <laughs> Why do I see you playing snake on your phone? Your like, flip phone. Spencer, what Spencer describe to me the security presence human or technological at a driving range. Nothing. You're, exactly. I mean, you're, like maybe solved, the office has. This. Maybe the office has a shitty lock. That's it. I don't know if police come to driving ranges when you call. Like if they don't like, have addresses, how would they know where to go? If you're like, hey, there's a fight at the driving range, the police are like, that's, <laughs> that's, inter- who, that's international waters, buddy. Good <laughs> you know, luck. Like, that's people who can afford lawyers playing with sticks. <laughs> Not gonna mess with that. <laughs> when we get there, they're all gonna be holding pieces of iron. No. Yep. I'm out. Yep. Um <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna give your plan I'm gonna I'm gonna fail your plan, but I'm gonna say I like it. 
I'm gonna it's give fine. that like that's like an F. Like that's, fine. that's this that's one of the most grandiosely stupid ideas I've heard you have. <laughs> I love it though. I do love it. It's it, let, let, let's at least say this. Mm-hmm. I am confident I could pull it off. Okay. Like <laughs> it it wouldn't be pleasant and I would hate myself for doing it, but I could do it. Okay. I I have I have my spot where I think I could I think I could go for a while. I do cuz I think you could I think you could hide like but solving the security thing, I think there's enough places in this retail space for me to hide. I think there's a food source built in. I know there's Wi-Fi. It's good at most locations. It sucks at the Atlanta one. Um and I think I can keep myself pretty entertained. And I think that I could maintain my sanity pretty well, honestly. And that would be, I think I could do pretty well living inside an Ikea. Okay, how are you? Food, cafeteria. No, well, but that's, are you buying the food or are you stealing the food? Are you buying the Almond Joys? Come on, no, man. No, no, no. But, like, okay. A... The almond joys are far less secure than I assume the food at IKEA would be, and okay. B, the almond there's no preparation involved. Like most of the food at IKEA, like a, a cook cooks in a big pot or what, and puts into a, like you know a serving tray, right? Mm-hmm. Are you okay. cooking late at night in the IKEA kitchen? No, no, no. You just take tubes of that like salmon paste. God. I could live on that. Don't don't yeah, deny yeah. it. Yeah, you know you what? You know yeah. I could. I'm, I'm not saying I'm it's a good idea. With the driving range, you're just gonna eat fucking Swedish salmon paste. Holly, I what? could do it for a long time. Yeah, like, no, yeah. that's accurate. <laughs> Those like horrible cardboard crackers and some some Swedish fish paste. I could be good for a couple of months on if that. If you can alone. figure out how to get the soft serve machine running, you'll be good. <laughs> what you, if you listen, can sleep I, under it with it open into your <laughs> mouth. I will tell you, too, in a pinch at Ikea, you know what you can do if you're super, super desperate? That's how you know I was a dirtbag college student. You put the whole tray back in the rack, right? Yeah. When you're done? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, you're going to raid those trays. Man. Ugh. That's if I don't have to pay. I didn't say it was good. Okay. I didn't say it wasn't desperate. But it okay. could be done. Where are you sleeping? It's going to vary. It's part of my security plan. <laughs> you oh got to choose one of the top bunks. You got to choose one of the top bunks in one of the small spaces. Okay. Right? Yeah. You got to hope you're not like a loud farter when you sleep, too. Because <laughs> that might be a problem. Okay. And you don't have to get up until after the stores open. So your sleeping hours are going to be a little odd. But I think you could do it, right? And for entertainment, I'm in an IKEA. I'm probably just gonna like browse, talk to some people. Might pretend I work there, right? Might don't do, don't do that. That'll get you caught. It will get me caught. Um, I might surf those cargo carts that they have on the first floor for fun. I do that anyway, so I might as well go ahead, get out, get some sunshine. You can do that because you only have to do this at night, per the question. So I think I could last for quite a long time in the Ikea, honestly. Especially, again, just stick to the bunk bed so you're not discovered. Where are you bathing? 
Oh, that's not happening very often, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing that at the driving range either. So. <laughs> no, you're sitting out there and letting the sprinklers hit you. Right? Unless oh, that's it's reclaimed. Smart. That's wa- also recreation. That's true. That's true. They're like, <laughs> I just saw you like just whipping your shirt off like, ah! Right. <laughs> it's bidet time for daddy. Now you're mad at me, Holly. Now you're mad at me. The manager's like, ah, there goes the old man of the range. (laughs) I told you to to stay down. (laughs) I told you to stay down for all of our sakes. And now look what's happened. (laughs) He's up and living at the driving range every day. Never seen a man so fulfilled. (laughs) Um, Will you be tempted if you live in an Ikea at night to assemble furniture? No, not once. Not once. No, 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 no. That's... Although, every now and then, every now and then, the security guards will swear there's a Sasquatch that lives in the halls and puts together furniture. The most difficult kind, the one the employees struggle with. They're not sure how it happens. He's a mythical figure. Some say he sleeps in the upper bunks of displays, farting loudly at night. So let me tell you how you're going to get caught. Um, You, like me, are a man of larger frame. Mm -hmm. Ikea furniture is good for what it is. But yeah. also has some structural limitations. Yeah. At some point, you will f- you will fall through the top bunk to the bottom bunk. It will mm-hmm. be loud. It will be noticeable. And they will realize that you have been living in the IKEA. Well, then they're going to have to catch me. I think and- after you fall in the middle of your sleep on your back five feet down onto another bed... I don't think you're going to be sprinting all that fast. I, listen, the place is a circle. I'm going to be so in shape. All I'm going to do all day long is swim around like a sad goldfish. Swim? <laughs> yes. This oh, is the underwater Ikea. <laughs> no, Why is that? That's not, that's not what Jason's poking at. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where are you going to learn to swim? That's, that's a, there's also that. There's a nice lake by the Atlanta one that probably solves the swimming and the bathing. No, you can't. You can't you're just going like in that's, and that's, out of the IKEA. Yeah, Not it doesn't nice work. You lake. have to stay. You have to stay on on property, man. This was your to, idea. I just have to do it at night. But you know, if you want me staying on property, you know where I'm going to bathe. That's right. In the Swedish meatball fountain. That's correct. I'm going <laughs> to bathe. I'm going to bathe in the that's soft a thing surf. That I just imagined. I don't go to IKEA. Yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going to do what Scandinavians do to keep their skin. Lovely, sauna? young, and fresh. Uh, so I'm make my own. <laughs> is there an IKEA sauna? Yeah, there actually, is there is not. <laughs> that would there be awesome. Be. That would be incredible. Just sitting there bathing in the sink of the IKEA, t- IKEA test kitchen. Hey, this one's hooked up. Are you worried that you are so recognizable that on day eight, somebody will be like, "Hey, man, notice you come in here a lot. You never buy anything, and you seem to be here for." The entirety of the time the store is open. I'll hold the bag. Nobody ever looks at what's in an Ikea bag. That doesn't change the fact that Are you you're putting there. yourself in the bag? <laughs> if necessary. You're there every day. I will do anything For like to 10 hours. Yeah. You don't I mean, think that's... You don't think they're eventually going to pick up on that? I'm kind of picking up on Ikea employees not really caring whether they live or die. To be a significant <laughs> wow. advantage. Jesus. They don't. Like, what? Have you ever seen an Ikea employee? Like, have you ever asked? Has anyone at Ikea ever asked, can I help you? No, that's the point. 
That's the that's right. But they're I not but I don't me. I don't think it's because they're nihilist about their own future. No, no. They don't care if you live or die. It's probably the better phrasing there. They're just okay. like whatever, man. I'm here to like pick up blue bla- blue blue bags. Yeah, and one of those blue bags is gonna have me in it, and they won't care. They'll just be like, I'll throw it in the corner. You're whatever. nude. You're nude, aren't you? Oh, so nude. <laughs> See, I mean, just quite nude. You know what I'm just wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing those fake fur blankets that they have. I'm you just said wearing, that specifically to upset me. Just cobbled together, right? So I look like I'm from like 35,000 BC yep. hunting mammoth. Uh, Jason, do you have uh, do you have an answer on where where you would live um, without being detected? So I thought about all right, we're somewhere big, nice, lots of resources. Driving range is open for primarily if you want. food. I will come visit you at the driving range <laughs> as I can. Um, you know, a place with a place with shelter, but also we're going to need a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of fresh air. Um, some entertainment would be nice, you know, for, for every now and then. So the Atlanta Falcons Stadium, right? If I were to try and <laughs> weather the apocalypse, there's not going to nice be a lot of people the there because soccer season is done. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's only so many soccer games per year. Those are the only times it's habita- in, in, inhabited at all. Uh, every now and then there's going to be a few football players running down completely unobserved by any human eyes. So there, there's my entertainment. Uh, the restaurants are awesome there. Um, the food is great, and it's all mine because there's no one else there to eat it. Sometimes yeah, they open the roof, there now. and Arthur can mm-hmm. uh, spend money to open the roof and then close it for no one. But me, Arthur does it for me. That's who it's for. It's great. It's a good plan. I actually think that's pretty plausible. You know, where would... are you? Where are you sleeping? That's, I guess, my only. Oh, my! I have. I mean, if I wanna, if I wanna sleep upright, I have seventy thousand choices. <laughs> um, so there is in this thing. It's Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and man, they go all in on that branding. There are Benzes all over the place. Like, right. It, like there are there are old Ben's cars that are like stacked up as art, like hanging from a wall. So Oh, so not even like cars you would have to break into. No, they're just I mean they're just all over the place. Yeah. Just piles and piles and piles of cars. So right. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like recline, kick back and you know, in a luxury car. Drive it on the field, sure. No one will see. No. No, no they also where are you going to Are you going to bathe in the locker rooms? Yeah, I mean, they'll be available most days, so, yeah. That seems that seems pretty easy. Like, you know, there'll be some days where it's like, well, there's a bunch of football players in there. That is their space. I will not be, uh, a, you know, competing with them for that, and I will not risk detection. So we're going to take the day off bathing. That's the that's the trade I'll make. Can we, can we do a quick, like, role play here real quick? Yeah. It's Wednesday. It's noon. <clears throat> you're walking around the stadium. You've just had a lunch of your choosing. I'm a security guard. Uh, excuse me, sir. What are you doing here? Hi, I'm with uh, Peach Bowl. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. See? Also, See? also, if we wanted to get uh, get creative, there's a little bird-shaped nest, like bird sh- or bird's nest-shaped There's a couple, structure. aren't there? There's a couple, and I was always thinking, like, the tops of those, they kind of looked cozy, to be honest. 
They look like nests. You could just get a bunch of, like, discount Todd Gurley shirts. Make yourself a pretty nice little nest up there. Nobody finds you. I think Jason has the best answer so far. Holly, can you top him? Oh, no. Never. No? Do you want me to try? You can try. Okay. Uh, for the record, I think that nobody would find you would be a good place to stop. But in the interest of turning our 80-minute, 30-minute episode into a 90-minute, 30-minute episode, I thought about Epcot because I'm the only person who likes Epcot. And if the world immediately around Epcot were to fall into mayhem and chaos and desolation and emptiness tomorrow, I, for one, would be pretty happy from an Epcot sense because that would mean that they would stop tearing down all the dorky old nerd rides at Epcot and put in things, putting in things about Frozen. So, the Land Pavilion at Epcot is where I would make my home because there are hydroponic fruits and vegetables, there are fish, there are comfortable benches in the food court on which to loll, and most importantly, I could ride the hydroponic farming ride over and over again, and no one could make fun of me for wanting to go on the hydroponic farming ride at Epcot before I do anything else and at the expense of everything else at Epcot. That's what I'd like to do. In reality, I imagine this playing out a lot more like the season one finale of the Nickelodeon television program, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Talking about the original version of the television show from the 90s. In which, now this is a Gary story, so bear with me, but, but you know, he nailed this one, just this once. Uh, a, a kid in a mall uh, steals a quarter from a wishing well and tries to get a job at one of those stores that looks like it sells swords. You know, it always comes back to mall swords on this show. And there is a pinball game under a tarp in the cover. And the crotchety old owner of the shop who you'll see again later says you know hey yeah you can watch the store while i'm on my lunch break but don't peek under the tarp that game's not ready and the old man leaves for lunch and the kid flips up the tarp and starts playing this game only to find himself trapped in a mall that has been turned into a giant pinball game he fights his way through robots, zombies, like hooded medieval executioners. There's a big old dude swinging a mace. This was a children's show. Uh, gets to the end, crowns the princess. Uh, the witch is defeated. Order is restored to the kingdom. And then everything disappears, and he finds himself back in the lobby of the mall again. And a huge silver pinball is rolling to the top of the escalator right above him. And if that is not what the end of the world feels like to me right now, it's close enough for a podcast. I like Epcot, too. I think Epcot is great. <laughs> Let's talk about Epcot. So, so you like the, um, like the science-y parts. I like I'm the gathering. Land Pavilion. I wish they had never torn down like Body Wars and Cranium Command. Those rides were mm -hmm. dope. Horizons is the best ride Disney has ever made, and they tore it down for that shitty GM thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the uh, the walk around the world. I, I very much like that. That's my single favorite thing at, at Disney entirely. This yes. last time we went in January, um, 
Emily just said, like, all right, here is some. She she did the thing like uh, mom dropping teen son off at movies. She was like, here, go to Epcot. We will leave you there, and we will go have fun. And I was like, <laughs> great, I'm occupied, right? So yeah, I, I I could I could spend all day at Epcot. I think that's one of the best possible answers. Yeah, the thing that people don't really realize about Epcot because it's Florida, and you can't really tell where the landscape is going down there. Epcot is huge. Epcot is split into two parks, but it's also the size of like two entire theme parks. You could have multiple people living their lives uh, in Epcot. Jason, if you wish to occupy the world showcase in Epcot, uh, and I were to occupy the world of tomorrow way over on the other side of the lake, we could never run into each other. Am I right in thinking, and I'm not an Epcot, Epcot expert, the, the play here is at least during the, de- during the park's opening hours, <clears throat> just don't get drunk like mostly disney is disney staff is preoccupied with okay who is too drunk drinking around I think, the world well, if you're, at yes. Epcot, you're gonna need to be you're gonna need to be somewhat drunk though right right yeah because you're, if you're if you're if you're at epcot germany and you're not holding three beers somebody's looking look a little suspect weird. right yeah okay so you really wouldn't hear about this but have any of you ever known anybody who hit out the park at any of the Disney parks who overnight what? and may, who hit out. Oh, who oh no, I'm, I'm not Floridian. So no. Okay. Do, Jason, Ryan, do you know anybody who no. pulled this off? No, I thought no. you said hit it out of the park, but no, that's what I thought he said. I thought no. this was some sort of a sex reference. Yes. No, somebody who is boning on spaceship earth. <laughs> yeah. This is because I'm in you a room with my mother. You normally wouldn't hear about it because Everywhere on the park that has that is you know terrestrial and isn't like isolated has the Disney security force that sweeps the whole place, and you wouldn't hear about it because everything that happens at Disney kind of happens under like the veil of Mickey. Right? Here's a good here's a good Los Angeles Times headline from 2010 to this point. <clears throat> After dark, the dirty work at Disneyland begins. Oh yeah, that's when they put out all the weird chemicals that make sure there are never any bugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> however, there is a place that doesn't get checked by security nightly, and it is Discovery Island. That is, is Discovery Island. Island still open? It closed in 1999. Okay. And it has not been open. It is the subject of some forays by urban explorers and other daredevils. Who oh, is want... this in that group with like Typhoon Lagoon where they go and photograph how nature is retaking Disney? Yes. Now, when you say nature retaking Disney, you think all of the things that Florida has to offer. Lizards, snakes, alligators. No, I think raccoons. Or a 42-year-old Alabama man. Oh, (laughs) well, all right. Because this year in May, (laughs) Disney World's been closed since March, right? At this point. But in May, a 42-year-old Alabama man was arrested on Discovery Island, telling deputies he was unaware he was trespassing. He called the island a tropical paradise, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Man, I love the idea of a dude who has never been to Disney because he's been in Alabama for all of his life, just happening upon it by boat, being like, here there be dragons. Here's an important sentence from the CNN story about this man. Deputies launched searches for the man on foot, boat, and helicopter, which he claimed not to have heard because he was asleep in one of the island's buildings. Why did the deputies know to look for him at all? 
Did this man um, have a family? He was seen. He was yeah. seen. Um, spotted. Okay, bad staff work. He was there. spotted and warned over the PA that he was not allowed on the island. <laughs> oh, but there's a working PA? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So it's like it's like when they go back to Jurassic Park in the sequel. The other island, the other island, the other part, there are two notes here that are great. One, deputies noted that there were numerous no trespassing signs like this. Yeah, Alabama. The 42-year-old no Alabama man. No trespassing in the happiest place on earth. Oh, boy. Like, you will oh, be shot. There's a sign here that says no trespassing. I better skedaddle. No. Seek thee not the diamond and the rough. <laughs> he was arrested on Thursday. When did he get there? According to his own account, he got there Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> Which means Lincoln that he made it fine. He might have set a record here because that means theoretically he might have made it three nights in Disney without anybody noticing him. That man before. pooped on that island. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. 